This is the Edify Podcast for the servant. Do you pray before you preach? I know Tuesday we discussed um, sermon planning, planning the year. Uh, I got a lot of responses from guys. Yes, I would love a yearly retreat to discuss sermon planning, uh, what's involved, etc., etc., etc. Appreciate the feedback. Um, let's uh, let's shoot for one. Let's shoot for one before uh, maybe November, maybe a weekend, just a Saturday in November. Nothing too crazy. Uh, maybe you can stick around um, and. Um, we can do something here at Piedmont Road. Um, maybe come if you can take a Sunday off. Come here and um, let's let's enjoy the weekend, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, together, and send you back on your way home on Monday and just kind of glean from one another. Uh, but anyway, shifting gears. Let me ask you about preaching. Let me ask you about praying before you preach. We talked about planning your sermons and you pray for that. But let me ask you before you preach your sermon that you've got planned that you've prayed for. Have you prayed for the sermon? You've prayed for the plan, but have you prayed for the sermon? Uh, I've done this several times the past few weeks. I've preached on shepherding, and I've prayed specifically for our elders at the end of those sermons. Um, Now, let me be clear. I'm not not saying this is what you ought to do, um, like it's your public practice to get up and pray publicly before the the sermon. Um, One old fellow said, if you haven't prayed before you stand up to preach, it's too late, and if you have already prayed, it's not necessary. You may be absolutely right on one of those things, but in the other aspect, it I wouldn't say that it's not necessary. Sometimes it is necessary uh, to pray in the midst of a sermon. Uh, I've done that before. Um, it's not it's not a negative statement about your preaching if you do not begin the preaching with a public prayer. This is not a measure of your spirituality. Uh, whether a preacher does this or not uh, is not a moral issue. Nobody is right. Nobody is wrong here. Uh, but I believe that it is very good and very healthy to publicly pray before you preach or after you preach or at some point. And let me give you two reasons as to why I think that it is healthy. I'm not saying that it has to be done, it has to be done every single week, but that it is a very healthy thing for you to do. First, let's let's consider um, let's pray. Let's just say that for this for this episode, we're going to talk about praying before we preach. Um, pray that you speak faithfully. Um, the call and the action of preaching has been a part of the Lord's sanctifying um, work in my personal life, and, and I trust it has been in yours. I went through a very horrible time a few years ago, and um, and the elders asked me here. They said, "Hey, would you you want to take some time off? Would you like to take a, a you know a few weeks, maybe a month, or, or a little after? Just take some time away and go." and and I said, no, I need to preach now. I need to be in the Word now more than ever. That was just me personally. It may not be you, but that was how I felt. Um, and preaching just, I mean, preaching saved me. It kept me tight. It kept me to the Word. It kept me responsible. It kept me uh, accountable. Um, and, and so the responsibility of preaching to others has been a means by which the Lord has kept my mind and my heart close to Him. Um, my great sense of neediness in private study uh, and in public speaking um, drives me, drives me to God in prayer. And this sense of dependence grows the closer that I get to the preaching moment. Uh, I can just utter a few words before I get up to the pre- before I get up to the pulpit. Lord, help me in this. That's just personally, um, and I, I don't think we all should do that before we preach that that sermon. Um, but doing it publicly. Um, the time, as the time to preach nears, uh, maybe we're more sensitive to the reality of our sins, or our, or maybe our, um, maybe you're in a wayward state and you're 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 aware of your own sinfulness. Um, 
Uh, I hope that you're not in that kind of state, but if you are, if you're in some kind of situation, pray for that. Um, God's work is going to work despite how your life is. Uh, He's going to bless His work uh, despite your actions or your lack of actions or the sin that you just partook in the night before or whatever. Um, But as we get up to preach, we should be well aware, as we're developing our sermons in personal study, we should be well aware of our own personal sins. Um, you you can feel, I can feel, a great sense of unworthiness. You know, it, it blows me away to think that God would use me um, to do something as important as preach the Word. You know, Paul was told that you're going to go and open the eyes of the blind. You're going to shed light and do that. Well, realistically, Paul wasn't doing anything. God was doing it. The Holy Spirit was doing it through the preaching of Paul, but Paul was the tool and Paul called himself the chief or, or the the foremost of sinners. Um, that was just a an attitude that he had that he he felt he himself was completely unworthy for all that he had done uh, to the Lord's church. You know, even when I feel good about my preparation and I think I've got a pretty good sermon here, and and, and there there's still no room for pride. Without the Lord's sufficient grace and perfecting strength, Second Corinthians twelve nine. I know that my preaching is doomed to fail. Nothing good could come out of my standing behind the pulpit without God's help. Uh, I've said this over and over. The pulpit does not uphold the man. It upholds the Word of God. I understand what Paul meant when he spoke of preaching with weaknesses, uh, with fear, uh, with trembling, 1 Corinthians 2 and 3. But when I finish with my, my pulpit prayer, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to preach. Now, I don't always do that, but I do sometimes, uh, especially if it's a hard sermon. The anxiety can go away, and I'm able to, to get on with the assignment that the Lord has entrusted to me. Prayer reminds me that it's, that it's all in the hands of the Lord. I can only plant, or I can only water, those seeds. Uh, it's the Lord who causes the seeds to grow, not me and not you. But on the other hand, there, there are times uh, when, I, when I have to fight um, certain things. Maybe you need to fight your ego. Maybe you need to fight... Um, you know, you're thinking about the way that you're dressed. Is it appropriate? Do I have on a tie? Do the elders want me to wear a tie? Do they not want me to wear a tie? What's the brethren going to think of me not wearing a tie? Those kind of things can get in the way. Um, or maybe it's, you know, what what's this going to do for my influence? What's this going to do for uh, my relationship with the church? Whatever it is, you know, you're, you, you enter the pulpit and you're thinking of who you are and what you have going on. Um Maybe you have a great sense of insecurity. Maybe your prayer needs to be to get out of your way uh, in the in the affirmative and in the negative. Uh, maybe, maybe you feel a great sense of insecurity before you preach. Maybe you're prone to think too much about what the what the congregation is going to think about the sermon, or how's this going to taste, or what's this going to do for your popularity, or the brethren the brethren going to quote this, or are they not going to quote this, vice versa. You know, there there can rise up something in you. Uh, that makes you want the congregation to think that you really can preach. There's all kinds of things that you can pray um, to help you get rid of this sense of pride, uh, whether a lack of pride or too much pride. Paul said not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. That means that we should have a, a high standing of who we are. We should take honor and and, and pride or self-pride or, or godly pride, I'll use that term, in all of ourselves. Uh, to be understanding of who we are, knowing that we are gods, and that knowing that we are righteous in our living, um, but not too much and not too little. So, so there has to be a balance. Um, 
in in the in in this thing called pride, it's a dangerous dangerous thing, and it's easy to justify pulpit pride pride by thinking that you just want to give God your best in the pulpit, and the next thing you know, you've lost sight of who is to be lifted up in the sermon, and your brethren aren't sure did he lift himself up or did he lift the preacher up. Um, Maybe you're conscious of this sinful temptation uh, or, or pride, if I could use it that way. So pray before you preach. Pray. Prayer can can humble you. It can it can clarify your focus. Uh, it can set apart your heart uh, for the the sacred task of preaching the word of God uh, and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So in the first way, think about prayer and speaking that you you get out of your way and that you speak faithfully and you, you're faithfully delivering the sermon. Also, when you're thinking about praying, pray for the congregation to hear it clearly. I often believe that this is one of the reasons why Jesus said so many times, he who has ears, let him hear. Um, Matthew 13, 9, Mark 4, Revelation 2, 7. Just because you have ears does not mean that you can hear the truth. Hearing is a spiritual act. It's not a physical one. Um, it's something that is that, that God allows us to have, the, the ears of our heart, the eyes of our heart are open. They can see. They can hear. Um, and this is how the Holy Spirit convinces and convicts the sinful ear is going to dismiss the sermon as just mere human opinion um, rather than the Word of God. So so I pray that the Lord would cause the good seed of the Word to fall on good ground uh, that's going to bear fruit to His glory. You, you pray publicly that the congregation will recognize that the preaching and the hearing of the word is is really serious business. I mean, real serious business, uh, and that they're going to be held accountable for what it is that they hear. So the sermon is not a performance for the congregation to enjoy. It, it is to be a mirror that causes them to see themselves as God sees them. Um, and you want to drive the congregation. You want you want the congregation to take this message as, as seriously as you do when you deliver it. Only God can transform an in, indifferent audience. Uh, into a waiting congregation that is ready to trust and obey the word of truth. Open my eyes, prayed the psalmist, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law, Psalm one nineteen eighteen. There are wonderful things in the word of God that are, that are going to be missed if our eyes are not open. Sin, sin closes our eyes to these wonderful things. The various situations that hurt or that trouble or that burden, the congregation can also close their eyes to the truth. And Satan is at work to close the eyes of believers and unbelievers alike in the congregation so that they're not going to see their need for a Savior and the sufficiency of the person and work of Jesus Christ. So even in the corporate worship of the living God, there there are a myriad distractions that can pull a person's attention away from the preaching of the Word. Their bodies can be in the room while their minds can be on the other side of town. I mean, even, even the previous elements of the worship service can be distracting if they're not planned and executed with spiritual excellence. There, there are so many things that happen before I stand up to preach uh, that, that can work against the message of those to whom I'm preaching. So I, um, I want to begin the sermon with a word of prayer. Uh, pray for yourself. Pray for the church and those that are there. Uh, pray with the confidence that God is at work through your prayers, not just the sermon. Um I believe that as as I pray and as you pray, God God helps us to do that. I mean, we ask Him. When we ask Him, we should expect there to be an answer, uh, to speak the word faithfully and clearly. And um, 
and God helps the congregation to hear in a way that will lead to, to repentance and to, and to faith and to obedience. Um, I've seen the Lord do it uh, too many times uh, to believe it otherwise. So, fellas, get up and pray. Uh, pray publicly. Pray before you preach um, or pray afterward um, or, or both. Begin with prayer and end with prayer. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, break up the monotony a little bit. Shock your brethren. Uh, turn the tables upside down. You know, um, but pray. I mean, who who would who would turn who would turn down prayer? Not I said the cat. <laughs> so may God bless you this week. It's Thursday. Uh, as you develop your sermons, as you're thinking um, about about your church where you are and your message what you have and, and how you're going to deliver it and how they're going to receive it, pray for them. Pray for them publicly. That way they know your heart and they know the direction to which you are taking them through prayer. So may God bless you in the preaching and the prayer of his word.